Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you wherever you are listening in this world. Welcome to another session of the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. I see we have a full house over in our call query. I'm about to bring on, of course, my co-host Shauna G and our editorial specialists and commentators. Uh, I see Allie B is here. Um, Uh, Simo is here from What's Really Going On show. 
Uh, let's see who else is here. I see Tarjay is on the line. Um, I'm going to bring on the ladies, and then we're going to jump right into our show. Today is open chat. We are finalizing our chat about self-actualization today. Um, both Tarjay and Ali B have uh, some really good commentaries for today. And we're going to take the first part of our show to take care of those, and then we're going to jump into our discussion after I do our shout-outs, of course, to all of the countries and provinces and places who have been supporting us throughout the years. Let me see here. Right now I'm going down the line. I'm bringing on uh, Tarjay, if I can get this to work. Here we go. Tarjay is on the line. Shauna G is coming on. Simo um, is coming on from What's Really Going On, show that aired uh, last night, and that was off the chain, as always, and Allie B., of course. Ladies, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome. It's a sunny day in Ohio. I'll take it. <laughs> and, of course, we have Shauna G is always our ray of sunshine. Usually she is um, the person that brings the, the sunlight and the love and the, the the blue skies and the rainy days. And we have such a great mix here, people. Um, some people have already said that they are, they've been up all night watching shows and binge-watching shows, and they're dragging and lagging today. But then... Um, me, you know, I, I sleep rarely anyway, so I just make the best of it. But we're going to jump right into our program today because we have a lot of ground to cover. So a special shout-out to Australia, Belize, Brazil, Cambodia, Canada, Chile, China, Denmark, Germany, Greece, India, Indonesia, Iran, the Ivory Coast, Jamaica, Kenya, Macau, and for those who have been sending me messages asking where Macau is, there's something called Google where you can search it for yourself, but Macau is in China. It appears to be a hot spot for us within China, so that's why I say provinces and countries and all of the other things. Um, back in the day, you know, I used to be able to pull up each state in the United States that was our best, but I can't do that right now, but Macau is in China. Um Malaysia, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Pakistan, the Philippines, Romania. Oh, I have Romania on here twice. Okay. Uh, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, Spain, Sweden, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Tunisia, the United Kingdom, the United States. Uh, We have a couple of unknowns. And rounding out our list, as always, is Vietnam. So I decided to do something a little bit different today, ladies, just to um, make our days go more interesting. I don't know which one I'm logged on with here. Um, I wonder if I can do this. Okay, I can't do what I wanted to do. I was going to um, pull up the world clock and tell you all what the weather and time was like in some other parts of the region. We'll do that next week. But um, what I want to do is jump right into our program. I'm going to start with Allie B this week and her uh, editorial, and then we're going to go into Tarjay's because Tarjay, 
Tarjay's is rather lengthy, but it's the story behind the piece that I think that we will find interesting for all of us on the panel and, of course, our listeners. So, um, Allie D., if you want to jump right into yours, we are ready. Okay. All right. One day I'll have an empty nest. My youngest baby is my last baby. She turned one in early July and in January, goodness, and watching her grow up has been bittersweet. I try to stop time and take in her little fingers, her little toes, her little baby clothes, and her little baby cries. It didn't work. She's now a feisty walker who loves to wave, give high fives, sing her ABCs, and put her baby doll in the dishwasher. She also hates it when you try to take something from her. If you ask her nicely for whatever she's holding, she will gladly give it to you for the most part. She is certainly coming into her own, and I'm excited, but I'm also a little sad. I have had no choice but to come to terms with the fact that her firsts are my last. Last first bath, last first step, last first words, and the last time I will have a baby. I'm really going to miss that. I'm in an interesting position where my children are at distinct stages in their development. There is about a 12-year age difference between my oldest and my youngest. My oldest is approaching her teenage years. She is developing her own interests and finding ways to express herself. She's a huge fan of K-pop and uses her observant, quick-witted nature to dissect and analyze all the movies and television shows she watches. My middle baby will be six years old next week. She's my more sensitive child, though she doesn't always show it. She was stoic when her great-grandmother, one of her favorite people, died last year. It wasn't until about a month after her death that she finally broke down and cried about her loss. She is also the historian. She loves learning about who was whom in the family and what their lives were like. Even if my husband and I were able to have another child and wanted to have another one, it exhausts me to think about taking care of another little person, even if it does bring me joy. I was sick the entire time I was pregnant, and I don't miss those days of nausea, extreme fatigue, and extra doctor's appointments because of pre-existing medical condition. I will miss the early stages of finding out I was pregnant and the anticipation of meeting a new little person, but I'm not physically up for doing it all again. I want to focus that energy on something else, repurposing myself. One day, my babies will be on their own, living their own lives, long gone from the nest. They'll be enjoying their many firsts in life. But I'm not going to wait for them to leave the nest to start recultivating myself. I've been a mother for a while now, even longer than I have been a wife. But long before that, I was just Allison. I'm going through changes too, and now is the time for me to embrace the me I am becoming. We are going to jump right into that. I hope everyone's taking notes because it's that last part that you said for me where you said you were just Allison. I want us to talk about that a little bit later. But um, uh, Tara J did a piece about being our own rescue. And I had done a piece earlier this week. And we're, I, I, that's going to be something that I think that we could um, really delve into today when we get started. So Get out your pads and papers because this one, as I said, has some length to it, 
But it's the message in here that I think that we need to uh, really grasp and listen to. Good morning. Good morning. So my beyond the quote for this week is based around being your own rescue. Stop waiting for someone to come and rescue you. I'm sorry, let me back up. Little girl, stop waiting for someone to come and rescue you. You are your own rescue. And that's by Joseph and August. From conception, we are forced to rely on the health of another. We rely on the health and practices of our parents for survival. We are fed through our mothers. Our heartbeats and blood flow rely on the practices of the mother unless there is some sort of unforeseen and uncontrollable issues. Once we are served our eviction notices from the womb, we are still vulnerable, and almost all of our needs are based on what our parents do for us, being fed, being changed, being clean, being loved, etc. At this point in life, we expect we aren't expected to do such things for ourselves. However, we evolve from infancy into being a toddler, a child, a preteen, a teen, and an adult. We are expected to become less dependent and more independent. By the time we've reached adulthood, we've had enough practice to step out on our own. By no means have we perfected the skill of independence, but we have learned to grasp the concept of what it is and how to hone the skill. Some of us go out, flourish, and learn to be self-sufficient with no hiccups. Whether it's naturally ingrained traits, the results of independence having been instilled in our parents, from our parents, or it was learned quickly since it, maybe it wasn't a choice at some point, as it was evident that if we didn't do it for ourselves, it wouldn't be done regardless of the age. <clears throat> Excuse me. Think or swim, so to speak. Others of us are stagnant, remaining dependent, waiting for a handout, for someone to figure things out for us, and simply lack the get-up-and-go or initiative to do things on our own. Regardless of why some of us are stuck into that holding pattern, in that holding pattern of dependency, it is something that is very debilitating within society. It's so much easier to take the easy way out for some, when for others that is not an option. Some prefer to simply work less, while others would rather work smart, which isn't always harder. Sometimes it's harder to rely on the help of others than it is to simply do it yourself. There are times we are beyond capable of taking the bull by the horn and getting things done for ourselves, but we're comfortable allowing others to do the work for us. Reward-seeking with no sweat as opposed to earning the reward and having a great sense of appreciation and accomplishment when it's done. Example, as we all know, we are in the middle of a world crisis right now. As soon as people got word of the details of the stimulus package, people went crazy. Some were deservingly excited about the money as they have little or no income currently as a result of shutdowns, furloughs, and layoffs. However, others who are still working and receiving full paychecks have been complaining about the money not being enough, the possibility of funds being garnished by bill collectors, and the length of time before the funds will be received. First, even though it's our tax-paying dollars, the federal government didn't have to give us anything. They could have chosen only to give it to those who had taken a loss in funds, yet everyone is entitled. There have been those who said, what the hell is $1,200 going to do? Mind you, 
these are the same people with full paychecks coming in. Excuse me, but it's $1,200 more than some family has and will be thankful for. Some even made jokes about not paying their monthly bills because some companies were allowing forbearance periods during the crisis. Well, that may seem cute and funny until they come back double and triple fold because you didn't pay and now it's all due at once. Or they find out you were gainfully employed and financially unaffected. So they want their funds immediately in full. That would then present new issues for those individuals because they blew their full paychecks on foolishness, just like they did their income tax refunds. Next, if bill collectors intercepted the funds, take that as a favor from the federal government. The funds covered a bill or a portion of a bill that you didn't have to cough up the money for. What are they mad about? Again, these are the same people who haven't taken a financial hit as a result of the pandemic. Then some even had the audacity to complain about the fact that they will have to wait longer because their refund wasn't direct deposit. Well, if you took a cash advance when you, because you mismanaged your money all year long, your instant gratification worked in your favor then. But now you will be forced to be patient and wait for the money you wouldn't have gotten had millions of people not been battling the deadly virus. How dare you? Again, these are the same individuals who are getting full-time paychecks. I have learned so much about who some of these associates are and what drives them during this stimulus check waiting period. <clears throat> some, so many people want a handout. They are those who are nearly drowning in the ocean after the ship. They were aboard saying they really need life rafts thrown out to assist them at the shore, assist them to the shore, or to buy them time until the Coast Guard can rescue them from the water. Once they are rescued, they are thankful just to be out of the rough waters that they have been overpowered by and back on land, alive. However, they're floating on a ship that is, there are others who are floating on a ship that is smooth sailing. They're floating past those in the water, screaming for help, and instead of being grateful, their ship isn't sinking. They're complaining about the taste of food, how weak the alcoholic beverage are, beverages are, or the comforters on the bed. Those waiting to be rescued from the waves, throwing them here and there, would love to be warm, be sheltered, and get some rest. Instead, they're fighting for their lives in an ocean, a.k.a. grappling with the thoughts of not knowing where their next meal is coming from, running out of something to quench their thirst, or have a bed, let alone a house to sleep in for much longer. With what is going on in the world right now, this should teach us quite a few things. Instead of complaining about the hair and nail salons being closed, we can learn how to do it on our, do our own hair and do our own nails. I hated everything about doing my hair prior to this. I never really had to do it because I always had someone to do it for me. I got the necessary items to do my hair and the flat iron and was about 50 degrees too high, so I cooked my hair, reading the instructions from the box. Thank God I didn't damage it, but I asked my stylist, and she told me how to restore my hair. I love going to the nail salon every two weeks and being pampered, as it was my me time and relaxation time. However, I went out and figured out how to remove the overlay from my nails, which is a struggle because my nails are thin now and they always grow and just break. But I learned that I can do what I can do to treat my nails and strengthen them back up. My stylist said I can come in May 1st. I'll pass. I did my hair so good, I may only go to her every six weeks to get my ends clipped. I'm still working on my nail restoration, but I may go there once a month for a manicure. 
I will not be in any of these establishments anytime soon until I'm comfortable and it's safe to do so. Unfortunately, I had to go back to work this week. It's not an option if I expect to continue to pay my bills and not be a financial burden on my husband. With all the anxiety, I took my items that had been purchased to help me combat this virus. While I was home for 30 days at the order of my doctor because I'm high risk, I maintained a mask, a face shield, homemade sanitizer, and Lysol to get me through. Although I'm appreciative of the stimulus money, I wasn't pressed about it, and it wasn't funds that I would have been afforded had there not been a health crisis. The money wouldn't have been missed, right? Since it was received, I made a purchase for myself and for my son and placed most of it into savings. I'm not saying that's what everyone should do with their funds, but I know what I did with mine. Although I cannot dictate what people do with their stimulus funds, I have found it to be disheartening, so disheartening, to know that people are blowing the money the same way they did with their income tax refund. Some say don't judge people because they spend their money on things that are unnecessary and above their means. However, I find it hard to have respect for individuals who didn't suffer financially but hemmed and hard about the stimulus not being an adequate amount, the waiting period to receive the funds, and hoping there's another stimulus in the future for their benefit. The sensible thing for individuals who are conducting themselves in this manner will be to utilize this money in a more productive way, whether it be paying bills, paying on late bills, buying necessities they can't afford at the time, or just saving it. There are many areas in life that need our attention, and there are many ways to repair those areas. It could be a toxic relationship with a significant other, family member, or friend, and not walking away because of the fear of starting over and being alone, or not putting enough effort into being our authentic and unique selves and lack of self-care because we wouldn't. We couldn't seem to find the time due to our hectic schedule. There are things in life that we will continue to endure, but what are we going to do to rescue ourselves? Are our unfavorable circumstances a result of our irresponsibility or poor problem-solving skills? Are they due to our inability to be honest with ourselves? Are they a result of laziness? Are we going to wallow in sorrow and complain about what, what others are doing for us that doesn't seem like enough? Or are we going to do what it takes to do what we need to have done for ourselves? Although this crisis is unfortunate for us, as we utilize this spare time, we have to figure out ways to be our own rescue. In the end, no one is obligated to help us do anything past a certain stage of life. We're responsible for our own lives and our own choices. Unless we lack mental capacity to do so, we dictate how our story is written. Are we going to rescue ourselves and write our own stories? Or are we going to wait for others to do it for us? What Are we going to wait for others to do for us what we can do for ourselves and be controlled by our puppeteers? Shauna, um, thank you, Tarjay, for that. Uh, you put a lot <laughs> into there. And, um, yeah, she touched on, like, a million subjects there. And, um, Wow. My head was uh, everywhere where as I was writing this. <laughs> I, I, it, it showed in that piece, and I thought that that would be so good for today. And when I read both of them earlier uh, this morning, I said um, that, oh, my gosh, you all promised coming to my house. Anyway, um, 
I get sidetracked. I, he's got like three packages for me. Yay! Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Shauna, um. Y'all give her a second so she can okay. unlock Fort Knox so she can let the prime person to the. <laughs> No contact, no contact. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at him on the security camera, so I'm still here with you all. But he's still at my door putting stuff down. I'm like, thank you. Right. <laughs> but um, where do you want to start with that? You want to go Girl, with um? Let's see. Well, let's start with Allison because I was able to keep up with that one. Um, not that Tarjay yours. I, girl, look. I just woke up at eight fifty four. <laughs> so for you making me use my brain cells that early um into focus, girl, please. I love you, but I did catch a few things I want to touch on. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. <laughs> like y'all know my attention span is about five seconds. Um I know we're going to probably go a little deeper and if we don't want to start with Allison, but I love like you said that last statement. I was just Allison. Okay, now mm-hmm. I gotta put the dog out. That um that is volumes because so many women, so many of us have gotten caught up in our roles. And we don't know and we you know, we're like, I'm I'm just Allison and I this is one thing I learned from an old boss. When I was in a lower entry-level position, I remember always saying, well, I am just the position. And my boss lit into me one day. He was a high executive, and he lit into me. He goes, you are not just that. He was like, you got to know who you are behind the title, behind all the stuff that you do. And so when she said that, that is the first thing that came back to mind is how I would minimize who I was because I behind the word I am just okay I'm trying to put my telephone together okay now I'm together y'all so what you think on that see oh she, is she still focused on her packages y'all okay that's why she threw it to me Allison you're there <laughs> I'm here yes I'm, I'm here I'm, actually, I'm here I'm <laughs> listening I was like she get her I was waiting for Allison to um I did get my package, but yeah, I'm here. I took you all with me. Well, what did we get? <laughs> what did we get? They go, we. What did we get? <laughs> I will tell you Allison. all by the end of the show because I don't know which one this is. So, Allison. Um, oh, and by yes. the way, Simo, I know that you probably are driving because you have background noise. If you want to um, make a comment or have a question, press one on your phone and I'll unmute your line for you. Okay, so Allie B. Yes. So I I didn't really think of it in terms of that. I was thinking in terms of, you know, just being me and not having, you know, to contend with the role of being a wife and being a mm-hmm. mother. I enjoyed being Allison a long, long time ago. <laughs> and <laughs> somewhere along the way, I I guess the other roles that I have um, gotten have kind of taken precedence. And as my children are getting older, I want to be able to get back to being me 
And I mm-hmm. realize now that I don't have to wait until they're out of the house. I don't have to wait until my youngest is in school. I can start, you know, doing these things that I want to do for myself now. And then that will also, in a way, be setting a good example for my girls so that they, you know, can be comfortable in their own skin despite whatever other roles they acquire as they grow and develop. So if my mute button was on Allie B, I would have been over here going, yes, yes. <laughs> but my mute button wasn't on, so I couldn't scream. Um, I love it. I love it. She And what she said was that she does not have to wait because we think that as mothers, we have to wait until, you know, our kids turn that, you know, they're 18. We, you know, we got them through high school. They survived. They're alive. And now we can begin to live. And that's where people usually have like that meltdown, that crisis, that breakdown, because they have identified themselves in whatever role that is that they're playing, that mother, that wife, whatever those roles are. And then it becomes 18. Now everybody's gone. And now you're like, okay, where do I start? And usually you have a meltdown because it's, it's, it could be very overwhelming. And so if you start and you realize like what Allie just said, start being who you are today. You know, like look in that mirror and say, who am I? Remember those things that you like to do. I don't care if you just like to play jacks. Somebody posted a picture of them playing jacks. Remember y'all? Well, that might be too young for Allie B and Tarjay. Oh. See, Marie, remember jacks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody posted the other day, like, I found some jacks and I'm sitting here playing. And somebody who was um, from a younger generation, you know, made the comment like, what are those? And that's, that doesn't look fun. You know, but for us older people who played it, we would spend hours playing jacks. So find something that you love to do. I don't care if you just if it was coloring. You know, they have adult coloring books now, so you don't have to sit there and, you know, color Mickey Mouse and all that. But find something that you love to do and start living who you are today. Don't push, don't push it out. Don't wait because you don't want to wake up on that 18th year at the day after senior graduation from all the children and then say, who am I? Right. I think that you touched on something, too, is um, the adult coloring book. I believe it was you, Allie B., who had shown pictures of uh, where you had um, um, did some doodling and all of that, and then you made little geometrical um, designs and things, and then you decided to sit down and start coloring them, which I thought was really cool and really beautiful, actually. I liked the designs that you had created. And um, that's something that you could probably have um, actually uploaded and had people do who are sitting home who don't know what to get themselves into. Um, They could do adult coloring or something like that, because I find that very relaxing and soothing for me. Um, And like you said, the just Allison, it has so many connotations and meanings. When you put that word just in front of something that, um, you know, people automatically think just what, you know, that's the thing, just, just what. And I think it's all in how we talk to ourselves and how we um, we actually uh, perceive ourselves to be in life. But so many times 
even though you explained yours, and that was great and wonderful, the thing is that so many people, when they say, I'm just, you know, it means just that I'm just means I'm, I'm, I'm not anything extraordinary. I'm just mediocre. I'm just here. I'm just existing. Things like that. So um, it's good that we got a chance to see another side of the I'm just. And um, what you meant And let me see something here uh, Tarjay, feel free to jump in anytime you want um, While I'm looking at my notes um, Yeah, Tarjay, if there's, a, um, if there's a part of your commentary That you want us to dive into That even stood out the most yeah. to you Please, you know, please point that yeah, out Yeah, let us know what you'd like for us to, to jump into first And that's what we'll do because, because yeah, I will yours be honest, with, when you were doing your commentary, I was over here like, huh, wait, what's she talking about? Like, why is she so hard on the folks who got checks? But I get that everybody's experience was different, and we experienced people with different views. Um, and that's been the struggle because when I say it, everybody misses that part when I keep saying, and I said it several times in my writing, I'm still talking about those who are, they have not missed the beat pay-wise. They're still getting a full-time check. They have not lost a job. They're just impatient about money that wasn't theirs to begin with. It wasn't, if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't be getting this $1,200. So how dare you be so impatient when you have those who have been furloughed. They have been um, laid off completely. They have... um, they may not make enough money and have a savings account, so they're using their bill money to make sure they have enough money to feed these children who are now staying at home. How dare you, who is still getting a full paycheck, be this kind of impatient when there are people who are really struggling? That is what my whole... Well, but that was... And I get, I, I get that, but I also can see both sides to it um, because you're saying, how dare you, but... And, again, you might be speaking of someone specific where you know their details, so we're just speaking in general on this show. But somebody who gets a regular paycheck, that doesn't mean that they aren't living check to check or, you know, are in the hole every check where they, too, need. Um, Yes, their need may be different, and their experience is going to be different than someone who has been completely and totally furloughed, so totally different. Um, You know, however, it's almost like – in my mind, how we, you know, I don't like to, you know, I don't judge one sin to be greater than the other. I can't judge someone's situation um, who still gets a paycheck. I know a lot of people who get paychecks and are in the hole, every check. And so when they heard they were getting $1,200, they were anxious to receive it because they also needed it. And so I don't want to minimize anyone who is still working and getting a check, but they needed it and waited on it and was, you know, however they were checking on it every day, you know, ask them where it's at because they too may have needed it because I'm at home and like we're all sitting here at home and I got kids in this house and I'm just like, could y'all just drink water? Like for real, you guys are my, my grocery bill is getting crazy. I was looking at this as a time to save, (laughs) you know, for no gas Mm -hmm. usage and stuff like that. But to feed kids around the clock is getting expensive. So that's all. I just wanted to say because we might have a listener who is 
working still and receiving that full check, but their, you know, their bills are greater than their income that they bring in. And they will, they can say that, yeah, I was, I was impatient to receive it. And yes, I spent it how I felt accordingly. Well, I do have children who eat my courses, but again, as I said in my piece, I'm speaking of those individuals who just recently blew their income tax money on things that are not necessities. And I'm not talking about this one individual. I've seen it a whole lot. They 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 get their income tax check. I can't tell you what to spend your money on. I have no control over anybody's budget but my own. But what I'm saying is I think it is very selfish and ungrateful for people to have blown their income tax check on, you know, televisions and designer shoes or some handbags or some, you know, some things they did not absolutely need. And now you've gotten a stimulus check, and you're talking about doing the same thing with the stimulus check. I'm not talking about the people who need it. And I even said for those who need it, they were deservingly receiving a check. For those who are just going to go out and blow this money and not learn the lesson of, okay, if I'm living check to check, I don't, I'm not rich by any means. I'm comfortable, but I'm not rich. So I know I need to work on my savings. So for me, I figure that if I'm a per, if I'm a person who needs to learn how to save, this is the time to do that. Not go out and blow it on a, a 70 inch television. Because if people hadn't started getting sick and dying, you wouldn't have gotten the money to afford you that 70 inch television anyway. So don't and get I it. and I get that. Don't. No, I get that. But you just what you just said was that it was a now now is the time to save. And I agree with that part. I for do. those who what, don't know how, for those who don't right, know how, say, if you don't have don't anything that you have to, if you don't have anything that you have to spend your money on right now, that's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Now, if you have mm-hmm. kids and you're feeding them, I, of course, our kids are home; they need to eat. But if you're using this money, if you're, oh, where's my check? I got to go buy this seventy-inch TV. Um, I'm not saying where that is important in this day and time, and that goes back to being your own rescue. You're never going to learn how to save anything if you don't put one foot in front of the other. And if you have nothing to buy now, if you're buying your food and paying your bills already, this some of this money, at least like I didn't keep all of my 1200 but I didn't spend it all either. I think you're, well, I, I think you're, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. Oh, no, honey, I understand clearly of what you're saying. I'm just giving you, when you give a commentary, you have to be open that other people are going to have different perspectives and receive well, it in different ways. Well, let me chime in right here, right now. Let me chime in. Let me chime in because we're getting off the laden path here. We can agree to disagree, but I believe that what I hear what both of you are saying, but there are, let me give you all a, let me throw this into the mix. You know, what was it, last year, year before, the feds went on the furlough. And they showed that so many federal employees, these were, and some of these people were six-figure people who just didn't, didn't plan right. They didn't, have, um, they didn't have money. They were going to the food lines and so forth and so on. And last year, I believe that one of the discussions that we had was the fact that what are these trying times teaching us? You know, what are they saying to us? What are they trying to tell us? And again, 
Now we're into this situation. Now you have some feds who were actually sent home, and, and on that end, they're supposed to pay people who aren't telework ready, but you have management and people who are forcing people or making up bogus jobs for people to do because they don't want them to sit home on administrative leave during these times. And you have um, lack of leadership who don't know what they're doing, and they want to degrade and berate because they are against the wall and they, they don't know how to handle this type of a crisis. There are some people, the question is, what do they say? That, you know, the, the, the universe will keep sending us lessons until we learn them. And I think that the, there are some people who are, I want my money, where my money, where my money. And it's like, okay, this should teach you. If it wasn't for this pandemic, you wouldn't get this $1,200. At some point, when are you going to stop getting your hair and nails done, doing all of this, buying expensive material items when you can be saving that money in your rainy day fund? The same people who are crying about, who are still working 40 hours a week or plus, these are the people that want that money and will go out and blow that money too. And there's a staunch difference between those people and the people who actually were working in minimum wage jobs who lost their jobs. And even to that, let me add this into the mix, ladies, because for me, all of these people, now some people are listening to what society and the media is telling them. Um, and that's going to bring me to, to a, um, a post that Allison had, um, she had sent to me early this morning. Um, but the thing is, there are people that are hiring and willing to pay top dollar. So these people who are sitting home waiting for these unemployment checks, now if, if the unemployment works the way that it's supposed to and should, what will happen is if their companies get these stimulus packages, that means that they will be able to pay those employees for the time that they're out. That's number one, which means the money that they're getting from unemployment, they will owe back to unemployment because they will get their back pay. That's one problem that you don't hear people talking about in media. Secondly, for those people who think, give me my $1,200, the vast majority of people in this country did not do their taxes because we all know people procrastinate and wait till um, the 15th of April. Okay. So what they do not realize is that this is not a free ride. If they get $1,200 when they do their tax returns, which I think is due by July 15th now, and all they're getting back is $1,200, that means they will get back zero because the government's going to take their $1,200 back. For those of us who've done our taxes, they're going to take that money back next year, next tax right. year. But the vast majority of people in this country have not done their taxes. They don't realize that the government is going to get their money back. This is a stimulus to help you right now, but they're going to take that stimulus back. And all of that stimulation is about to become castration soon for a lot of people. You know me, I'm good for, you know, making up, you know, analogies. But they don't understand this. And the same people who are working every day, Instead of them taking that money and putting it away for a rainy day fund, they're not putting it towards the bill. They're the same people who are saying, well, being as though, you know, I don't have to pay my mortgage this month, I'm not. 
instead of putting that money towards something good, they're going out spending it on unnecessary material items in many cases, not all, but in many cases. So this is, I hear what both of you are saying, and you're coming from two different aspects of the same problem. And that's where um, it comes down to, um, again, we're coming from all angles with this. So there's no one right or wrong answer per se, because these different scenarios that you both presented have their own merit in the same space and place. But there are people out there who are just taking this money and they're still blowing it. They haven't learned the lesson yet. They haven't learned anything. And over in um, social media, I have a comment. I talked to a middle-aged white teacher yesterday. Her husband is retired military. She complained that people on assistance got stimulus. She was really bothered by that. She thinks not middle class, but rich people should get a check because, in her opinion, they work harder. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, she said people that don't work don't deserve to get money for each child is um, – don't deserve to get money for each child is ridiculous. I just listened to her dumb ass is what the comment said in, in context. But, again, that adds yet a third, a third piece to this puzzle. What do you ladies think about that piece? This person is dead serious. They think that the rich should have gotten the money. And those of us who work hard and trying to survive are those of us who are not if affected by the pandemic because they're still getting checks and all of that, but yet they want more that they're not going to do anything with. Now, this person says none of us should have gotten anything. Only the wealthy should have gotten that money. What do you think about that? That's a different That's the American way, right? <laughs> That's the American way. The rich stay rich, the poor stay poor. And the middle class figure it out, and that's the way. That's how they. That's really how they feel. Anybody else? Mm-mm. So what about this? I got this. Um, wait till you all hear this one, and I really do want to hear your opinions on this. So. Allie B had, um, she had put me, um, she had sent a post to me, a young lady. Um, it starts off by her saying that she's seen so many friends seriously beating themselves up because they aren't maximizing their time in quarantine by organizing their closets, repainting, developing side hustles, become a piano virtuoso, exercising, you know, she goes on and on. And then she said, everybody seriously stop and breathe. If you're feeling adrift, there's a reason. And she goes on to bring up um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And we learned about that probably in high school and college, depending on what your um, your majors were. Um, at, the, at the top of this is self-actualization, which is what we've been talking about all week. So she says, um, I'm going down to the part. I don't want to read this because it's rather lengthy. She says, you physiologically and psychologically aren't built to live your best life right now. Your only job is to live a life right now, a luxury that is being denied many, which increased the pressure to really 
make every day count. But listen, every day your hair counts. Every day you breathe, take um you you breathe, you take counts. Every breath you take counts. Okay. Are you eating, drinking water, and sleeping at all these days? If so, that's a triumph right now. Cut yourself off some slack. Focus on the bottom level. Are you showering, eating a vegetable once in a while, getting some sunshine and fresh air, keeping some semblance of sleep schedule? Start here and be extra gentle and abundantly gracious with yourself. Um, What she says is that, uh, she's used examples like how you're going to move to the next level if you don't have toilet paper. That was one of the things that I saw in here. And she said, you know what? In other words, she was saying, be comfortable being at the bottom of the hierarchy. Be comfortable being at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, because you can't find toilet paper. I think this comes back to the be your own rescue and discover ways to save yourself. Her point was, And she says, um, take this from a first-semester nursing student. First-semester nursing student, mind you. And she says, it's okay. And everybody should stay at the bottom level. But do you think that these are times when you're at the bottom level? Should you not be working towards something else to keep that depression from setting in and not allow what society is telling us we should be doing? As I mentioned before, you have people who were minimum wage workers who are out of work right now, but there's a lot of places who are paying top dollar to hire. My question is, do you all think that what she's saying is right? Because Maslow's um, hierarchy has a lot of flaws, and it's been argued over, you know, decades about this. So what do you think? Sean, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, What do you think about her saying that we should just be content being at the bottom? Don't clean your house. Don't try to maximize your time. Just be content right here. you know not to start with me on that. (laughs) You know not to start with me on that. No, actually, no. I I do believe that. um, (laughs) And the reason, because I just want to go right around the room. No, but when you were reading it, first, so one of the first things I thought of was on social media during our time of quarantine, a lot of people on social media are like, you know, you know, pretty much saying don't come out of this on the other side of this quarantine without having this extra side hustle, without have read 101 books. And so part of me was just like, okay, now while I do support self-development 110% during this time of quarantine, um, you know, how I say all the time, you know, be gentle with yourself because some people are putting the post out there pretty much, you know, just being like mean-spirited, mean girls type of um, postings, you know. So if somebody chose not today to relax instead of read a book, it was it came with a whole bunch of condemnation. So for that piece, I say, yes, be gentle with yourself. Um, and then I also say be gentle with yourself because there's some people who just don't know where to start on the whole self-development journey. So be gentle with yourself, but while you're being gentle, you have to take steps to do something. There's too much out there available for someone not to work on their development of themselves or a business. Um, Now, staying on a bottom, come on now. 
I was watching singing that one song, but I'm going to get the words wrong, the rap song, because I don't listen to it. But I remember the words about starting on the bottom. Now we hear you can't get somewhere if you go forward if you're going to stay on the bottom. If you know, if you keep right. you know searching and feed, you know feeding, living off of the bottom feeders, you're not going to get to the top. You're not going to accomplish those things which your heart desires. And I'm sure. There's always going to be an exception, but I can say for me, I do not have a desire in the world to remain on the bottom and accept bare minimum for my life and those people that are around me. So I understand possibly that she's saying to be kind, you know, if you have whatever, you know, take, but take that base layer that you have and build on it. Don't you cannot become complacent in life, and I will never encourage someone to become complacent um, as to where they are. Although I do allow people to have free choice, you got to you got the right to choose, and if that's where you choose to be, um, you love it. I'm not going to even say I like it, but if that's your choice, right, then that's what it is. However, right. to tell the world to you know, hey, it's okay, go ahead and pick up those crumbs and just accept those crumbs <laughs> and just appreciate the crumbs. Yes, if I don't have crumbs, I'm going to appreciate the crumbs that are there. But you better believe it, as I'm eating those crumbs, my taste is get growing for something even bigger. Right. Any Ladies, anyone else want to chime in on this one? Because I was feeling some kind of way when I read this. I'm like, yeah, she said first semester – nursing student. I'm like, seriously, what do you know about this hierarchy? And do you know the history behind it? And how many arguments have come against this? Now is the time. We may not have this much free time or available time. I won't call it free time, but available time to work on the things that we've always wanted to do, to work towards a plan, even if it's writing down a plan to work towards becoming that person that we want to become. Ladies, um, Tarjay and, and Allison, what do you think about this? Because that really left me in an interesting place to say, it's okay to be right here, just chill, take your breath. And, and again, let me ask people this, because the people that make toilet paper, they're really strained right now. What if the world, we didn't have toilet paper? How did the people, before toilet paper was even invented, clean themselves? How would you clean yourselves if you couldn't find toilet paper? Would you go out? Would you get paper towels in the place? Would you take showers every day or baths? Would you wipe yourself off, clean yourself up with soap and water? What would you do if you didn't have toilet paper? Because, again, comes back to being your own rescue and self-actualization. She's saying, you know what, you can't even find toilet paper, so sit there and be miserable. That's what I got out of the piece. could be mm-hmm. wrong, but what did you all think about that? I was um, listening to something, and he said he um, he was talking to his dad, and he was telling his dad is older, so he's telling his dad, stay in the house, his mom and his dad, and he'll come out and, you know, get a grocery list and find out what they need. He came back and he said, Dad, I couldn't find any toilet paper. And he was in a panic. His dad said, calm down. You know, I know how to use to, uh, some newspaper. If You know, it's not a big deal. We didn't always have toilet paper. I said, so there are some people that, you know, they've come from, you know, unfortunate circumstances where they may not have always, 
been afforded the luxury of having something that we deem so simple as toilet paper. They know other ways, you know, and means. I would hate to have to use newspaper. I've never done it, but I'm sure I'd come up with a way. I'd, I'd probably be in the shower all day long. I'm, I'm pretty sure because, I, I mean, you you got to figure out how to improvise. But back on the, the subject of what the article you read, I feel I read something. I'm not sure if that's the same article I read or not, but I read something to the sort where it said not to um, – Everybody who was on quarantine doesn't have to be productive with this time. And for me, I can look at that from both angles from reading that. I can see why this time, like I said, for me, I've been dragging my feet on getting my master's degree. I'm like, okay, look, now or never. I'm about to be 36 on Monday. Get it together, Tara. Please get it together. All right, I so I enroll in school because now is the perfect time for me to figure out what my game plan is. Others may not feel like you know, they they may not feel like they need to be productive and it to each his own. But from what I got from the article, it sounded like Beyonce put um put a ring on it. Beyonce is chanting about um if he likes it then he needs to put a ring on it, but she has all these single ladies well, single ladies. She has all these single ladies going around singing that song, but she's married, right? In this article, she's a she's in school to become a nurse. But you're telling people not to be productive while you yourself are being productive. So it's kind of a contradiction. I see where she's coming from. Don't overwhelm yourself. But I also believe that nobody should stay where they are. If you can do better, now if you absolutely cannot do any better or you feel like you've reached your goals and you have nothing else to achieve, that's fine. But if you know you are not happy with the place you're at, there's absolutely no reason why you should not be utilizing this time wisely. Because I'm pretty sure during my lifetime, unless this happens again in the fall, we won't have this opportunity to just sit at home and, you know, have this free time. Right. Right. And then, you know, you know that scripture that talks about there is a time in Ecclesiastes, there is a time for everything, a season for everything. Um, right. You know, and like Tara just said, that – um, there's a time for this is a perfect time. Hold on, my other cell phone is ringing. There's a time for this is a perfect time um, just to take advantage of the opportunities. Like for me, y'all know I'm a, for, for like C knows I'm a sleeper, you know, but I can't allow myself to sleep and stay, lay in a state of slumber for these, you know, going on two months or whatever because you become lethargic, you know. You, you know, you can even slip into depression. You know, it's just like expand yourself, challenge yourself. You know, I don't care if it's, you know, if you pull open one of those YouTube videos to show you how to make a mask, you know, just try to learn, take advantage of the opportunities without trying to focus so much on, wow, you know, we're quarantined, we're experiencing this problem, you know, we can't find a vaccination, blah, blah, blah. Say, okay, you know, this might be a time to take a free course online. It's amazing watching some of the posts on social media of the people who just discovered all the free courses available online. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they've been there for a long time, but I'm praise God you just found it. You know, like take advantage of some stuff. You know, I don't care if it's, and like we talked about earlier, what we were saying earlier, and this is where I was going earlier, um, was that, you know, okay, you may not know how to manage money. 
guess what? There's all kind of courses online right now. They're very short videos that you can watch to yep. learn how to save a dollar because a lot of people yep. don't save because they weren't taught and they don't really know how to. It sounds easy to us because we've, we've done it. But to some people, they all they know is buy, buy, buy. So it becomes how do I rechange? How do I restructure and change my mindset from from spending to saving? How do I change my mindset from being productive versus sitting here, you know, watching TV or twirling my fingers or staying on social media all day and night? So it is an opportunity that we have to take advantage of. And this is the thing. I think we talked about that last night on um, what's really going on at for a time is the fact that when do you come to that self-actualization that, listen, I need to do better because we can make up excuses from now to the grave, but at some points those excuses are no longer viable. It becomes the choice that we're making. As adults, you know, we can't keep saying, well, you know, this happened to me. Because if I told you all every day that I was abused as a child and this happened, I would be a serial killer, axe murderer or something somewhere, or very dysfunctional in society because I'm still convincing myself that what happened in my past is all that I can be in my present and my future. So when do we have that moment of clarity and self-actualization? But some people... Not all, but some and a vast majority tend to lose their, use rather, their past as their excuses for not Mm -hmm. moving forward in their present and beyond. So that's the difference Mm -hmm. with this. And I'm thinking, you know, this right here is um, interesting. Um, Amish Comedian is over in our show uh, chat room. Hello, hello, welcome to you. And back over on social media. Another comment, it's okay to be chill if that's what you choose to do. But like you just said, now is the time to hone in on what it is you are really meant to be doing with your time on this earth. People need to do, to, to do them. There's no greater peace than minding your business, mm-hmm. than minding your business. Um, what may be the perfect time for me may not be may not very well be the perfect time for another. And that's true. But when you have Mm -hmm. someone telling you, but the problem with this article was, she said it's okay to stay right there at the bottom, chill, take it, breathe. And again, we just said that there's so many ways that you can combat. You don't have toilet paper. Think about other ways that you're going to need to wash and take care of yourself hygienically. If they say tomorrow, there's no more toilet paper. And it won't be any for two, three, four weeks. What are you going to do? According to her, just sit there and wallow in your sorrows. And again, if you're not working, Giant just announced they're paying top dollar for people. If you have that in your area, Amazon is every friggin' where. They're hiring. Don't sit home and wait for that money. You're going to have to give back, especially if your business gets that stimulus um, loan, they're supposed to pay you with that, which means you have to pay back unemployment. Mm-hmm. You only get and keep unemployment when you're unemployed. If you get the money returned, that was a problem with some of the feds who took unemployment when they were out. I've been to the bottom and hurt too many times. What did I do? And this is just me. I learned how to save. So when I was sitting out on that furlough, 
my bills were paid, and I still had money in the bank. And I still slept good at night, and I had food on the table. And then you have people, I think she mentioned something about you might not have food, and all these long food lines. Some of those people may genuinely need that food. Others are looking Mm -hmm. for something to eat that they like. So many people, again, if you look at some people, they will have a half a cart for $200 of name brand foods. Instead of having two carts, pay less money for store brand. And they don't realize the art of marketing where the same manufacturers that make Lando Lakes makes great value. Right. They don't understand the difference. They say, no, it tastes different. I'm like, yeah, well, technically some of it is actually the same in a different wrapper if you talk to people. But marketing and society has told us that it's a different, this is better because it's this. Now, some things are just plain better. Yes, they're made better. They're manufactured better. Some things from cars to other items, yes, they are. Not a problem. But when times get hard, we need to understand that we can't afford to stay eating name brand. We have to come bring it down a notch. And we have to tell children, stop eating everything in sight. And uh, uh, it was a talk show on the other day. And he had all of these women who are putting on weight. And I, I, I used to have 12 workouts I'd teach every day, and now I can't even fit in my clothes. Because, well, why aren't you still working out? You don't need to have a home gym to work out. If you used to teach 12 Zumba classes, why aren't you going on YouTube or whatever or sitting there doing all those Zumba things and keeping yourself in shape so that when you come back, you will be able to pick up or start all over again, but at least you will be healthy. And the problem is all of these people went out and they hoarded up all of this food and they're eating it right away. And now they don't have any more food because they're eating it because it was there. And they're not planning for the what if. What if this lasts longer? What if all of a sudden it becomes an uptick again? And we have to go back on total lockdown What are we going to do? The meat plants are shutting down. Some people, I need my meat. I need my meat. There's a lot of vegetables, so you're not going to have a vegetable meal because you don't have a meat? This is the things that the mindset of people are going through right now. We have been so conditioned. Some people are so brainwashed, and some people are so entitled and or privileged where anything less than their norm is not acceptable. And not just that, see, I mean, you know how there's so many places that are offering like free lunches and, you know, like pantries and different cities and things like that. And I've even heard, and they're advertising them and posting them online. And I've had conversations with people where they're saying that, hey, people aren't coming to these locations to pick up the free food. Um, And then there was an article yesterday, I think I saw it last night, where people got caught coming to get the food, like the the little um, meals, and selling them. Yep. Yep, I was going to say that. Yep. When I saw that, you know, overnight when I was looking at it, it might have been on somebody's page, I was like, wait a minute, seriously, people? Like, (laughs) really? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to do that? Like, we're in the middle of some, you know, a pandemic where some kids are not eating, Families may not be eating, and you're going to come and take something for free, being selfish, to sell? 
I, that really mm-hmm. that really upset me when I saw that. That that yeah. upset me. But that brings yeah. me back to what I've been saying. Being independent versus being dependent. Because people there are people who really need these free meals. There are people who really need this stimulus money. When people are picking up these meals and selling them because they don't really need them, they're just trying to make a profit or make a come up. It's an opportunity for them when, to me, that completely disrespects those who are really in need. That's the same thing I'm saying about this stimulus money. You are doing things with this money that you don't need to do with it. You don't need. There's a difference between a necessity and a desire. So when people are getting this money and they're running out here buying their desires, it's the same concept as these people going out here getting these free meals and selling them. Same difference. You're taking from, and that, regardless, that's what, if I give up my $1,200, it's not going to go to the next person because I gave it up unless I give it to them. But it's the same concept. You're taking something that is meant to stimulate and just like, you were saying when the federal government was on furlough, you would think people would have learned from them, from then. And then we're not even thinking about our state of Georgia has decided to be the test. Our governor has decided to make us test dummies and open us up first. And guess what's happening? And guess why I work? I work in a prison, and guess what I just read? I just read an article about the number of infections increasing within the prison system. So what if something happens when these people, our state just opened up yesterday, and I saw so many people outside that it disgusted me without masks on. So guess how many people are about to get sick? And our governor jumped shit. I mean, he jumped shit, but he did not even follow the guidelines. So we're not even on a decline. We are still gaining a 1,000-plus cases by the day. So people are going to get sick again. We're going to get sick again. And if you went out and you spent this money and you're banking on them to pass this next bill that may or may not get passed, shame on you. If you need it, that's what I'm saying. If you don't need it and you're dumb enough to go out here and spend it on things that you don't need it on, and when we have another shutdown, you're sitting there looking for another handout, shame on you. And I stand on that. Yeah, that makes sense. And that part. People who, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying it makes me think of people who are currently not furloughed for for whatever reason. Whenever there is a second wave and they're predicting that there probably will be one, um, the ones that have those jobs and that are able to still uh, get a paycheck um, will not be able to do so maybe the second time around. If they squander and waste their money, then they're going to be in a worse position. And then also mm-hmm. kind of going back to uh, the post that I shared, uh, I guess it was earlier this morning, um, I think that the intention hopefully was to say, you know, if you're at, at this place in your, I guess, development, hold on, the little child just woke up and she was calling my name, <laughs> um, that I don't agree with staying, you know, on the bottom. I think that if that is where you are right now, that's fine just so long as you try to find ways to use this time to reinvent, uh, especially if you are in a position where you are at home. This also makes me think of 
the protesters that are out wanting things to be reopened and complaining about, you know, I guess the sudden change in their life and they're justified, I guess, in, in feeling what they feel. But at the same time, they could be using this time to reinvent whatever businesses they were supporting, what they are a small business owner. How can they adjust themselves to what's happening if uh, they weren't inclined to be one line? Is there a way for them to do that so they can still try to, you know, generate some type of income instead of expecting certain things to happen before it's supposed to happen? Yeah. And um, over in our show chat room, Amish Comedian says, I don't understand depression. Why can't people just help others? I get the disappointment in the world's state of affairs, but why not? But why make it about you? And that's the problem. You all know that the two brothers settled out of court, the two brothers that had hoarded up all of the sanitizer yeah, and I all of that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, to avoid jail time. They, um, which, you know, I find it odd that they avoided jail time, but um, because they could have had jail time and they could have taken their products and donated them anyway, but we know how things are going and the climate in this country. Um, but all of their project, products were donated and uh, they avoided going to jail because of that. But there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you all remember last week, I put up the picture of me standing in the line with the barriers to get into Walmart at 7 a.m. on Sunday, last that. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And um, I also came back and I said, oh, by the way, they have a $14 bottle of maple syrup. I'm like, yeah. I left it there for anybody who wanted it. I don't know whether that, <laughs> you know, fell through the cracks or whatever. I'm like, syrup is syrup. And, you know, a lot of people, somebody, I don't know who said it, well, maybe it was organic. I'm like, let me tell you all something. Syrup is syrup. Um, either it's corn syrup or something where they're adding extra and you need to know if it's real syrup, it's syrup. So for it to be $14, OMG, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I looked and I looked at it and it's a cute little bottle. I'm like, okay, this might cover one or two pancakes of normal size. What am I saying here? But again, this goes to show you what's going on at this point. And we do have these mm-hmm. people that are very, very, very um, self-centered. And they're take, and those people are in these long lines wrapped around several times around whole um, um, stadiums and things waiting to get free food. Some of those people don't need that food. They want to hoard up what they have and then take others. And they're taken away from those people who really do need it. And that's where the problem comes in. Absolutely. So, um, and I just, I just, I, that, that's just, this part right here is like one of my pet peeves and it gets under my skin because like I, one of the things, you know, when I work with, when we go out and um, get food from one of the food banks, you know, we pass out um, to the neighborhood, they come, the neighborhood, they come to the location, we give them whatever, you know, vegetables and fruits that we have, you know, available. And one of the things that I noticed maybe around a second or third time I was there that it would be these um, a group of people would pull up in multiple newer um, uh, trucks, like pickup trucks, and you know there's there's rules to it that of course it will be flexible with as far as households, but you know so several people would get out of each truck and they would all get in line and act as though they were from different households, 
and they would get a lot of stuff, and they would always ask for extra, like, oh, can I have an extra head of cabbage, and oh, can I have an extra? And then you would see them pile all of it together and pull off and come to find out they were buying food. They were not buying. They were accepting food and taking it back to the restaurant that they owned. Oh, wow. To cook it and charge you. And so I, I'm passionate about this part right here because we have to take care of each other. Like the, um, I forgot his name, but the comedian in the chat said, you know, we have to be there for each other. Yeah. More and, so and than we have sad. before. And be understanding and have some compassion. But this is the thing. Again, what do they say? That the universe and life will keep sending us lessons until mm-hmm. we learn them. And this has mm-hmm. shown us um, that we haven't learned much at all um, through yet another. This is This is something that almost none of us have ever seen in our lifetime now. Some people were around for the Spanish flu, maybe, perhaps, possibly. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. Well, they've heard the stories from family members who have passed it down through the generations. And everything right. that went on then is actually going on now. Um, mm-hmm. And we need to understand um, that we must come together. And until I think until we understand that we're stronger as a, a race, as the human race, than we are separated like we are now with all of these people doing all of these dog crap things, we're going to get another until we learn. Because in my, you know, I think that as much as we exist, there has to be something higher than us somewhere because we're not the top of the food chain. We're not the top of the bigger picture here. So everything fascinates me about this world and living, you know, how can we communicate? And I always think, if you look at me, do you see me the same way that Allie B sees me? Or sh- sh- I mean, looks-wise, do I look the same to you that I do to them? I, I, these are questions that I had as a child. And how is it? Who does, who, how did someone way back when decide, maybe if I put some strings together or do some fiber optics, suddenly we can talk across the country. How did that come about? These are questions that I have. And who said that one and one equals two, one plus one equals two? I've always had all of these questions to try to figure out how this all works. And how is it that, did you go out one day and you took a leaf from a garden and chewed on it and discovered that it cured your cold? How did these things happen? And how are some children born who can speak from the womb and play a piano and do all of this? There is so much more to this. And until we learn how to hone in on all of this and come together, I do believe that my job is to be here is to help other people. But when I see that other people are taking advantage of that, I know how to back off from that. And when I see that other people are doing things, like I said, in positions they don't belong in, we see that every single day of every single week, when you have mm-hmm. someone who's the leader of the free world who says, who makes a crazy comment, then come back the next day and say, I was joking. Either way, it was right. a hot mess because as the leader of a free world that's in the middle of a pandemic where people are dying, why are you joking? You know, either way, it was just a bad scenario. Add to everything else. But there are people who bought into that and called the CDC and health organizations to see if it would be safe. Seriously, people, 
There's so much going on here, but there's so many people who are taking this in the wrong way as their advantages. And I heard what you said, and I heard what Tarzay was saying, and the bottom line is that that's right. We always say here that each person's situation is not any more severe. It's 100% hurtful to this person as it is to that person. But some people really are hurting by choice because they choose not to change their habits. So their their means and their ways will never change. And again, this is not free money. That money has to be returned. And if they didn't right. know how to budget before, that's money that they're going to have to give back at some point. And trust me, the government is going to get theirs. One way or the other, right. they're going to get their money back. And that's the mm-hmm. thing that I think that, again, so many people are not understanding in all of this. And you do have those people. Some people had carts and carts of chicken pieces. I saw, I don't know where it was, but it was a picture of the line, and some people had all of these packages of chicken. I'm like, how big is your freezer, for God's sakes? And can you cook? And there are some people, remember, Costco put it out. The people were trying to return a lot of things, and Costco said, no way. Right. You know, and that's the thing. um, Go ahead. Um, speaking of that, um, when you were just talking about the um, the president joking, claiming he was joking, because we all know he wasn't joking. I'm actually reading right now where some New Yorkers have ingested the infect- disinfectant following his coronavirus comment. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. We knew that was coming. This is the state that we're living in. People are People will do what they say. And then I scroll to the next comment, and there's someone that um, I know, and they have an older model Escalade, and it has rims on it. And the caption says, upgraded my, upgraded my baby. <laughs> yes, I did this with my stimulus check. Judge your mother. This is the kind of foolishness mm. that I am talking about. This is the kind of foolishness Jesus. that I was writing about. See, that's the kind of that's the I, kind of foolishness that would keep us at square one. Which, well, then you have the the first semester nurse that said, "Stay at square one, be happy." Okay. Um, oh, an Amish comedian says, "I made a comment on Facebook that people should always have three to six months emergency fund for expenses." The comments, um, the comments that she got were that she uh, she or he. Amish, you need to tell me if you're she or he so that I can refer to you properly. Um, I got word that I was the antichrist and a bitch for telling people about financial planning. This is where the problem comes in. This is exactly what we're talking about today. Again, and everyone's bringing a different scenario to the table, but yeah, you took your $1,200 and put rims on your car when you could have paid a bill. And the people that, um, you know, Shauna, you were referencing where you said, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck. That's probably one of those people. But, again, in society, how many times have we seen the analogies where the wealthy, you see them in inexpensive clothes driving a meek and, you know, regular car and this and that, and then you see the people who are living paycheck to paycheck, that have the mm-hmm. that will spend the twelve hundred dollars on rims and doing all of mm-hmm. that stuff, and we're sitting here talking about financial planning. And one of my colleagues um, from a class I was in, she's a um, 
she's a um a uh, stock attorney. She does um stocks and, and investments and things like that. She has a um a program for financial planning. But will people mm-hmm. listen to that? People would be quick to listen to um, other things and try to outdo who got the rims on their tr- on their 1966 Escalade. You know, the yeah. rims are more expensive than the truck itself. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, right. I- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. And again, for those people who are hurt and those people who are hurting, my heart goes out to them, but there are options. And if you can't get to Amazon or Giant or or um, there's some so many of I mean, the other food Instacart. stores who are you can Uber. Yeah, you can d- deliver food you know, right now if you have a car. There's so many opportunities right. to try right. to make for people to a actually dollar. correct. Yes, uh, the honest way and get out of that house. Mm-hmm. Get out of that phone. Don't listen to people telling you it's okay for you to sit there and be still. This may be your only chance in this lifetime until the winter if it comes back, where you can actually live your dreams or start working towards your purpose mm-hmm. in this world. So many people live and die, and they never live one day of their lives. Um, Amish Comedian says, brand-new vehicles but living in terrible places, unsafe. Exactly, mm-hmm. because people are so the- want, want to – go ahead. No, I'm just saying because – and it goes just – it's just that mindset, you know, we have – we have to help people, especially within the urban communities, you know, under, you know, to change that mindset. Like, okay, yes, I know that you may have been, and I'm only speaking to the rims because that's what we're talking about right now. So, you know, yes, I know you may have been, in, you know, raised in an environment where, you know, rims, you know, putting, and I don't know what their numbers are, putting these size rims on your car, this type of rim, you know, is the greatest and the best and, you know, it's going to bring you, you know, you're going to be top dog in your neighborhood or whatever, you know, but let how do, how can I help you change your mindset from something that has been embedded in is all you know to see that you could have taken that money for your rims and invested in some stock. You're not going to become top dog in the neighborhood today, but when they see that, you know, when you start seeing the return build over the years, then you say, wow, look at how, and I don't know how much rims cost, but look how the $1,200 rims, now I have them, and they're depreciated, they're worth much of nothing, but now look that that 1200 in my stock investment portfolio has grown, you know, over the years. But it, it becomes, we have, you know, and yes, we have to be able to provide education to those who don't know. Um you know, like I think I think Tara said that she knew the person. I think that's what she said. So it becomes mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, the person hollered. Don't you know? Don't judge me. Said something about somebody's mama or something. But don't judge, judge me. Judge, judge your mother. Yeah. Okay, but it's just like okay, I'm not judging, and it, because it's a friend. If, I mean, if you know him as a friend, it becomes hey, not judging you, you know. But hey, do you need? Is there anything I can help you with understanding how to budget or something like that? He's gonna come across and say that's being judgmental. But if we don't try to help change people's mindset because maybe he does not know or maybe he does he might say tara i know how to budget but this is what i chose to do at that point we wash our hands and say well i i try to give them some knowledge because like they said you can take the what is it see maria you can take the horse to the water but you can't make them drink it or something you so i see you mm-hmm. making a mistake that i am against that i feel was foolish and I'm going to try to help give you knowledge so that you don't do that again or that you can make a better choice 
if that's what you feel, if you felt your choice wasn't wise to begin with. But after that, it's like, okay, I tried. You know, I gave you some tools. So after she I has, give tools, um, mm-hmm. she actually has three children, and she lives in the in the projects, and that that is what's Are we talking about the mother? Or the who, oh, this is a girl. The person with the rims is a female. Okay, she's a okay. female, and she mm-hmm. has three children, and she lives in the project. And that's mm-hmm. what's so disheartening about it because right. I understand, okay, you're working and you're making a certain amount of mother as uh, amount of money as a single mother. I don't mm-hmm. know her well enough to get into her business and know whether she has child support coming in or any of that. Right, right. But I do know she's a single mom with three children. So I'm pretty sure that there are better ways that she could have spent that twelve hundred considering that she lives in the project and the rims look better than the place she lives in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was also listening to, this was actually before the coronavirus outbreak. I can't remember the numbers to be exact, and I'm not sure if these numbers are, you know, correct because different experts have different statistics, but there was a financial advisor um, speaking, and they were saying that um, seven out of ten people do not have they live check to check, mm-hmm. and seven out of ten. No, it was uh, it was like five out of ten do not even make enough to have a savings account. And then there was another number, and I I can't remember what that was, so I'll leave that one alone. But basically, saying that most Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and the ones mm-hmm. who yep. um live that way do not ever get the opportunity to build a savings account because they just live check to check. And that is unfortunately just like, um, you know, you were saying earlier about the person saying that only rich people should get this stimulus check. Why should the rich get it? But that's the American way. The American way is the rich stay rich, the poor stay poor, and middle figure it out on your own. So the rich believe that all the money is supposed to come to them, but the rich don't need it. But it's not about who needs it. And and again, uh, you all have touched on so much in this time. Again, if you're in our call, Corey, we have about 29 minutes left in our program. You can press the number one on your phone to join the conversation. But over here, um, Amish just uh, left, and she said, bless you women for what you are saying. Got to go share food with my neighbor. Thanks for the show. Um, so that's what we have. And over on social media, um, we have wash cars, cut grass, deliver groceries, mm-hmm. Uber, Lyft, not just urban mm-hmm. communities. All communities need to do better. Uh, the, and the second part was a response to what one of you had said, um, um, which is, well, that was the second part. She was just explaining that. So, again, these are the types of things that we need to understand and talk about here. And I think we've just touched the, we've just skimmed the surface here today um, about what's going on here with people and their selfishness and their selflessness for those who are doing that little extra. And I, I put out weeks ago, I said, for those of you who are feeling down, and I can't do anything, especially if you're in California and I'm in Maryland, but here's my number. Call. I'm here right now. If you need that listening ear, I can certainly be here for you to vent to and help you to see what's going on. And, and like you said, 
even for people who are living paycheck to paycheck, if they sat down with a financial planner, I'm pretty darn sure. Like you said, Tajay, you said something. You learn how to do your own hair. You won't be going back on that regular basis anymore when the new normal starts. You're going to go from time to time. And one thing I don't like to do is, you know, having a problem shaping up my nails and things like that. So maybe I'll get back into that. Who knows? But, but, this is the thing. If we sit down, there are ways that we can learn how to cost and save money. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. Even if it's going from buying name brands to store brand products. Oh, I don't like that. That don't taste the same. I don't like that. I don't like that. I only need this brand of chicken because that brand of chicken don't taste the same. And I don't want this. As long as we have that mentality, we're going to stay living paycheck to paycheck. It's the small things that we can do the change. It's no different than I said. You have all of these minority businesses who are saying, well, banks wouldn't give me a loan. Most small businesses, uh, the ones that are saying they can't get a loan and things, are people who aren't properly reporting their taxes. They do everything by cash only. They have nothing to prove their financial stability. To say, well, my business is here. I made $10,000, but are you reporting that properly? Are you doing things where there's a paper trail? So not only, yes, there is a minority factor playing into who gets these loans, but it's also the fact that a lot of us are in business, but we don't know the business of business. We can go very Mm -hmm. deep into how people can change and what they can do. We can do this. Um, Allie B is over in our chat room. She says, for many, this will be the realization that, What used to be important to them is no longer important. But the problem is a vast majority, and this is what I'm seeing, and I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I I love when I'm wrong sometimes, but the vast majority is not learning their lesson. They didn't learn from the furlough. They didn't learn from, from this pandemic. They're still not learning the lessons that need to be learned. People are still stressing over not having toilet paper. We've just talked about a million and two ways where you can survive without toilet paper. And if you're to that point, then use paper. But there's other means. And I, Even when I went to the store and they strategically moved toilet paper, there was another aisle two rows up down where there was plenty of toilet paper. I got my little 12-row mega pack, whatever. I'm one person. So that can last me for a while. But even if I run out and there's no more toilet paper, I know how to keep myself hygienically in check. And so many people, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do Then let yourself, let all of that bacteria and all of that seize up in you and kill you. Because that's what's going to happen. If we don't understand that, there may come a time when we won't have the meat to eat and we'll have to have a vegetable plate for dinner. We won't have you know, that money anymore to keep getting our, and when everybody comes back, prices are going to go up because these businesses are going to try to recoup what they lost. So prices are going to change. So you're going to be paying even more for your hair and nails. And Tarjay, I don't know if you, if you took notice of that, but now that you're taking care of your own nails and saying, you know, when people go and get all of these, these press-ons and peel-ons or whatever they're putting on, that actually degrades your actual nail. It makes them thin and brittle. So now do you see that you're giving your nails a chance to heal and get better? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm still struggling over here because I've been out trying to find all kind of fairly handsome nail hardener for my nails because my nails will grow and break. 
So I've been getting overlay. I always get overlay. It took so much to get the overlay up. First of all, I already know the overlay is unhealthy. But then to get it off, I had to soak my fingers in 100% acetone. That is definitely unhealthy. And then, you know, now I have to rebuild because my nails are extremely thin from the damage of trying to take off overlay. So I've learned, like I said, now I'm, it's a struggle trying to paint them. I painted them pink yesterday, and they look really, really, they look nice on the, the left hand, but the right one is looking kind of shady. But, you know, I'm, 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 I'm learning that. So I can just go and get a manicure. Instead of paying $48 for my nails, I can pay $10 for a manicure maybe once a month. So that's $38 that I can put towards savings or put towards paying more on a car pay on my car payment or put towards, you know, paying more on a car however, I mean, in in a wiser way and then getting my hair done every week. I'm getting ready to do my hair after we get off um from the show. And me too. I know how to do my hair now. So now and my mm-hmm. stylist tried not to tell me everything I needed for my hair. She did. We got it out of her. So she'll probably only see me every six weeks to get my input. That's money that I can put somewhere else. But I would not have set I don't know if I would have ever seen the value of that money, even though $35 doesn't seem like a lot. I don't know if I would have seen the value in what that 35 could build up to if I didn't get my hair done every week. Right. And I think that, you know, it's a good time since we're talking about like kind of bushing, you know, we can, and I've done it and I've done it even before the pandemic, you know, to sit down and say, okay, like I, like Tara, I, at one point I was getting my hair done every week. Um, because in my mind, I could not be without that appointment, you know, and I could not be without, you know, my every two, well, at one point it was every week massages, and I went to every two weeks, and then I said, okay, well, maybe just monthly, um, you know, and so now it's like you have, to, for me, I had to take a look, like, how can I cut back monthly expenses so that I don't, you know, I'm not going to live my life, I don't want to be a person living check to check, so what can I do differently, and so right. this is an opportunity. My beautician, unlike Tara, she was like, hey, here what you got to go buy, you know. And, she, you know, she told me what to do. Um, now, I've never been a big hair person. So right now, I like right before the show, I, you know, I really put two French braids, you know, fr- braided it back. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, okay, and I and put a you know, towel on it, and I'm going to go show houses with my two French braids in my hair, um, you know. But I've actually – for the natural hair, it actually make it's making me feel more comfortable with it, um, you know. So, because I never would have went outside and rocked two French braid cornrows going back ever, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. now it's like okay, I'm becoming one, you know, with my hair when it's not styled by my professional beautician. Um, and it's it's a journey, you know. We're all learning ourselves. We're learning new things. We're having to challenge ourselves. Um, you know, we have debates, healthy debates, because everyone's going to have a different approach, a different opinion, different experiences. Um, and so it's just a time of growth. And I think that people, we should right. all take advantage of it and encourage others to grow, simply grow. 
Right. Make them empowered to grow. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've talked about a lot, again, about what's really going on out here. And we we brought so many different facets to the same issue over on social media. Life is about choices. Each individual is responsible for their own destinies. You know, you... You better do better. You know better, you know better do, do better. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know better, do better. And again, we can't, we cannot always be sitting out here, um, saying, um, you know, having uh, pointing the finger to someone else. Now is the time for us not to be sitting still, um, sitting here wallowing in this sorrowful thing because if we all did that, ladies, we wouldn't be on here every single Saturday just sitting here chatting for two hours, trying to, you know, um, share some knowledge with people. And we're not being judgmental here. We're just giving it different points of views. And like I said, I understood where everybody was coming from today. And I think that each one of us, again, you have the lady who's got the 1966 card that's probably worth about $5.72, but she has $1,200 rims on there. Heaven forbid, while she's living in the hood, she wake up and her car's on um, cement blocks because they've taken exactly. that $1,200 rims. <laughs> Hello. So, you know, oh, you want Maria. to about it. See, somebody <laughs> huh? said they can't. Somebody just said they couldn't. Um, type in the comments on blog talk and they sent it to me. It says some people have so many needs that when they do get money, they are just, they just get grabby Uh, buying things. Mm -hmm. They maybe cannot do without. I think the black community in general has a right now attitude and do no planning Mm -hmm. for the future. There are people living in the projects whose children wear two to $300 shoes. There are people who can't make their bills but buy expensive makeup and get their nails mm-hmm. and hair done and barely making it with this and caps, I deserve this attitude. And I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that set me off on different type of reforms, I remember growing up there was a young lady that I knew um, who had children. She was young and had children, and she had to – get on, you know, government assistance to help her with the children. Um, And I'm not against that. However, when I notice I'm working, working hard, and this person was always able to purchase those, you know, every new brand shoe that came, every new shoe that came out, they were always getting them for the entire family. And I couldn't understand that because I'm like, I'm working hard. I didn't have children at that time. You're like, I'm working hard and I can't afford to buy myself one pair. <laughs> How in the world are they buying multiple pairs, you know? So I I totally agree that there has to be a shift and a change, um, you know, in in certain communities' behaviors. Um, they have to understand People just some people just don't understand the value of money. Just that's what it is. They don't understand the value of money. Money has come into their hands easily, without very little for them to do, and they just they people accept it, and they don't know how to value it to turn it into more. We don't teach that at the dinner table on Sundays with our children. We have not. Not, and I'm not gonna say we because some people have. There are a lot of people have who have done this. So if you're a listener and you need resources. 
on how to budget. You need, you know, maybe a resource in your area um, of a class on budgeting and maybe how to invest in stocks. You know, give us a call. Steve will give us give you the contact information at the end of the show. Um, you know, let us help you get connected to the resources that you need so that you can make the best out of what you have and learn how to grow what you have um, and just develop yourself so that you can develop your family, which in turn develops the community. Um, right. Somebody said, somebody asked my son at school, why does he wear plain shoes but live in a big, pretty house? She said, we prioritize. Exactly. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And I, I, you, I believe that the person that wrote that you read the comment, and I believe at the end they said that they deserve that that mindset or attitude. But yeah, the, they the have. Thing I deserve this. this. I deserve this. So the thing is this. I asked that person to think about this. You deserve this. Yeah, you do. But in the end, if you take that money and you buy that expensive, whatever it is, material item, where does that leave you in the end? You're still about to be evicted. You know, you, that was, if you owed $800 for back rent and you got a $1,200 stimulus, but because you're not used mm-hmm. to having, you used $1,200 $1, on new rims for your vehicle when you could have used 800 of that 1200 to pay that back rent. But you got those rims. But, again, you have to, again, think for yourself, what am I doing with this? That's like buying a mink coat when you're sitting outside because you just got evicted in the winter. Yeah, you'll be warm for a while, but that snow and ice is tearing up your brand-new mink coat. Exactly. So, <laughs> and I can't say you want the whole rental thing. What you say? Those Wait a minute. Huge Every rims are they are so big you can see from <laughs> one tire to the other across. Straight across they're so big that they're gonna cause wear and tear on your truck. Yeah. They're gonna be they're also gonna cost they you're gonna spend more money in gas. It's gonna put more on your engine. The car the truck is already older. It's like an early two thousand model. So what are you really benefiting? Your rims look nice, but in the end, you're going to put out a whole bunch more money, and that money that you put in the rims really actually meant nothing. Mm-hmm. But then, to them, it did at that me, moment because they didn't know. They didn't know. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into houses as a real estate agent, you know, that was going into, you know, we were going to do a pre-foreclosure sale, mm-hmm. and you walk in and you see, you know, say every room, Minus the bathroom, but you know all the bedrooms, you know the living room, the rec room. Everybody got a seventy-inch TV. You know you have all these high-tech, te- you know, technology equipment in the properties, and then they're saying, "I don't know what happened." Let's look around. <laughs> and then even around. then, know, even then, it's like you can sell, sell this sell stuff. Yes, yeah, sell it. Exactly. Pay your bills, and then they go, "You can sell it. Pay your bills." What? But you know what? But you know what, Shauna? Those are the types of people. It's like, okay, I've said all I can say. I'm done with it. Right, and that's what I was. Saying. You do you, boo boo. Lead them to the water, and that um, is it. You give them, yep. give them a tool, and say, I can't. And you know, you make it. your choice. You can bring the knowledge to people, but you can't make them think. Mm-hmm. Is what I always say. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Yep. I'm gonna tell you one time. And when I see that you don't want to listen, okay, well, you know what? Don't get mad when some people listen 
and they're moving towards the mountaintop, and you're still down here like that first semester nurse said in the valley, don't do that. And then you go from there. But again, people, are you serious? So when you're sitting out in the street with your five 70-inch TVs, what you going to do? Who you gonna, who's going to protect you when the sun goes down? And everyone else who's thirsty is going to come out there and be after your products that's still sitting in the street. Many times on my ride home, I see where people have been evicted, and there are people going through these people's, prop, you know, stuff that's been thrown out on the street. And then you have some of the people that are evicting them that's going to take the best items for themselves too. Not supposed to, but who said anything about we're in a lawless country, so people do what they want to do. So, again, we have about 12 minutes left. Going to start with Allie B. if she's available. Then we're going to go around clockwise, I guess, to Tarjay. And then you, Sean, and now end out our session because, once again, this has been a spirited discussion. Good Lord. We have touched on so many different facets to, to what's going on now. But I say this again. The universe is going to keep sending us lessons until we learn. And right now, I don't see that we're learning. I really don't see that we are learning. Me, like I said, I've been ordering things. I said, there's too much evil coming. I needed my crystals and my my white sage so I can burn some sage. <laughs> right. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dead certain. I believe in all of this stuff. There's something about things that come from the earth and things that are mm-hmm. natural. We are natural beings. And I have survived so long, and when I get sick, I get sick because something goes very wrong within my body. But colds and certain things, that just doesn't happen. And, you know, when I go to the doctor, it's like, at my age, I should have this, this, and this, and this. And um, there's some things like my insides. They say I should have huge gallstones and this and that. I have none of that. And they don't know why. I'm like, it's because, once again, like the first semester nurse, You're going by what your textbooks have told you. Not every African-American woman eats all the greasy foods. Not every African-American woman doesn't work out. I may be overweight, but I'm healthy. You know, and you have some young people who are at their goal weights and everything, and they're so unhealthy because of what they're poisoning their bodies with and the fact that they do stay sedentary. Me, I'm still losing weight, and I have been out of, um, um, on telework for two months. It'll be two months next week. I think it's next week. It'll be two months for me, two whole months, because I'm extremely high risk. So I left work early, two months, and I'm still losing weight. And I have food, and I'm working out, and I'm doing whatever it takes. Half the time, and I know some people will attest to this, I won't even go to my basement where all of my workout equipment is. I'll just put on a video and run in place right where I am. And that's what I do. So don't say that just sit here and and not care. And And some people might say, well, you have toilet paper. Okay. But even if I didn't, I know how to survive without it. How about you? And that's the differences. So we're going to go around the room nine minutes, people. So keep your um, ending things short, but nine minutes. Allie B., what would you like to say? Because you've been kind of quiet today, so we're going to give you some <laughs> extra minutes to talk. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I had to step away for just a little bit because the, the youngest one needed me. But um, just kind of touching on, on all that we discussed, this has been a very helpful conversation Um 
I've been thinking about where I am uh, as far as being an educator, as far as just being myself and what I can do to kind of use this time uh, a little bit more wisely than what I have been. And also just being encouraging to my kids and to lead by example, uh, especially with all that is going on to make sure that I am, you know, not doing things frivolously and being cautious with my spending. As my mother uh, cautioned me when I was talking about my Amazon purchases and things of that nature and just making sure that I am remaining focused on what I want to happen once all of this is said and done and looking forward to just the process and the preparation that's going to go into what I would like to accomplish and and get done. Yep. Tajay? Basically, just back to what I said. I stand firm on what I said. I won't move off what I said. Be your own rescue. Um, This is a time to learn how to be your own rescue. And being your own rescue consists of learning how to budget, learning how to, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, an exception to these things. I mean, I don't blow my money, but there's things, like I said, I'm learning how to save here and there with hair and nails. And um, just use this time to, you don't, don't overwhelm yourself trying to, you know, be perfect and do everything all at once, but set goals. Like I've been saying, set goals. Be your own rescue. Be accountable for your own actions and your own choices. And understand the consequences. Consequences yep. um, are not always negative. They're negative and they're positive. But it's based on the choices that you make. So just learn how to be your own rescue. Learn how to make better decisions. Learn how to budget better. Learn how to be a better you. Um, that's all the things that I'm working on. Yep, and, and you said it best. Be your own rescue. And for those that choose not to, well, you know, we put it out there in this program, and all of our programs, and if people don't want to take heed to it, guess what? We have to keep it moving so that we can reach the people that do want to, um, mm-hmm. you know, learn. Learn how to be independent. A lot of us want to be dependent, and we want others to do things for us, but there's going to be times where people, nobody's going to be there to do anything for us, and then what? So just right. learn how to be more independent. All right. Well, I guess You're it's up. my turn. So I will first say or encourage people to ask for help um, because Sometimes, you know, we were raised in certain communities, especially, you know, where pride and ego really is strong. Um, if you heard this message or this uh, show today and you know you need help with something, ask. Even if you don't reach out to us, you know, find someone and ask, how do I do? You know, take this time to, you know, get to know yourself. We talked about it before, get to know your family and Find, pick one thing. If you haven't even started yet on developing yourself, pick one thing. Don't, let's, we don't have to make this complicated. Pick one thing that you would like to learn before the quarantine is over. And we have the power and the magic of Google and all these other search engines. YouTube has a solution for everything, <laughs> you know. But t- invest in yourself. 
invest in yourself during this time of quarantine. And I promise you, on the other side of this, you're going to be a better person and feel better, and you'll be able to reach back and help other people. As always, be kind to yourself, love yourself, spread the love and spread the kindness, and remember to smile along the way. So thank you for uh, listening today, and I'm going to turn it over to C. Thank you, ma'am. And uh, I have another comment that I came across over on social media. You're not stuck at home. You're safe at home. One word can change your attitude, and one cough can change your life. So, Mm -hmm. again, make the best of this time while you're here because, as you can see, the universe has shut us down, and we've been shut down for a while. And I understand that so many of you, you want to get back out and lie, but, you know, some of you, you may go back to your jobs and things, and that's not any guarantee that your customers are going to come back. And some people have said that there's so many things that you can learn right now and ways that you can still, they could have had businesses open. I can tell you all here, Domino's is booming because they have contactless delivery and all of that. They are booming. You can order your food. They will bring it to you and not have any contact with you. Put a chair out. They will put your food on a chair. They will watch in their car until you come out your door and get it. They'll call you and say your food is on your front porch. They are figuring out ways to survive doing this. Again, I said a long time ago, and people said that was a great idea. They can have drive-up or where people are social distancing and have people take your orders Bring your food out. If you all want to sit on a parking lot in your own cars, minding your own business and eat, so be it. Restaurants could have figured out ways to keep their businesses going more so than drive up and, you know, walk curbside and all of that if they really wanted to. But because society has said, we can't do this, this is happening, and they put out all of this so-called money that they know are just loans to all of us that they're going to take back, we need to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. So, again, thank you all for being here. Our number is 202-618-2556. That is the main number to call for all of us um, here on the network. Shauna, everyone, if you want to talk to Shauna, all of these calls will be funneled to the right people when you call 202-618-2556. Again, as we always end um, with our mantras that we want to pray each and every one of you enough. We want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. We also want to pray you enough rain to make those gardens of yours grow beautifully. We want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frowns that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, we want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door and coming your way from this very moment and beyond. Make the best of your downtime, people, because once you get up, you're going to be moving so quickly to catch up that you're going to miss these downtime, this downtime. So be safe out there. Ladies, thank you again for such a wonderful show. I've got the 90-second um, warning here. So thank you again. As we begin, we're going to end with Tori Lee's good music. Again, over in the chat, um, social media, awesome show. I was here as a student today listening to the way the show flows. Simply amazing. Love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Let me see if there's some more to this. Um, Publix leaves my groceries on the porch. 
So, again, they leave the groceries on the porch. So there's ways that businesses can still thrive and that we can all work together. So until next time, be well, be blessed, ladies. And next week we are off. That is the first Saturday. We'll see you for the second Saturday of May. Until then, be well, be blessed. Uh, We will see you Friday night at 8 p.m. for what's really going on, though. Saturday, we are off. We'll see you on the second Saturday of the month. Take care, ladies. Be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away.